It's Still Sober with John Rabin. This is episode 194. Hello. If you are a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. Good evening. Or good morning. Or good afternoon, depending on when you're uh, listening to this. You know, I, I don't know. Whenever I record this, it's like, hey, everybody, coming to you live. It's not coming to you live. It's coming to you at your convenience. And then it kicks it kicks me right back to uh, 1994 when I was a radio DJ in a country station. I was t- today's hot new country, Kicks 104. Welcome. So here we are. going to be honest with you. This may sound like a political thing, but it's not a political thing. It's more of a pet peeve. Uh, If I'm being honest, and I usually am, Russian oligarchs annoy me less than people who continuously use the word oligarch. If I got to be honest really bugs me. I really, um, I'm not getting it in person. It's a lot of social media stuff. And, uh, cause if it was in person, I'd be, I'd be like, Hey, don't look at your phone for a second. And can you tell me what the definition of an oligarch is? Or is this just a word you're throwing around? Do you know? You do know. Interesting. I had to look it up. Yep. It's one of those words that anytime, uh, I don't know, I'd say about every couple of weeks when it pops up in a news article or just randomly by some Yahoo trying to tell me we have to do something. And I'm like, all right, Seth, let's go do something about it. <laughs> Let me grab my scooter. We'll go take care of them. Um, Now I got to Google it. I'm like, "Ah, I I know, but I couldn't tell you. Like if you uh, define it, I I can't. It's just a, a, it's just a word that gets thrown around. And every time I look at it, I stare at it blankly and go, "Ah, I think I'm going to look at Instagram again. Anyway, I had to get that out of the way. Uh, So what I have, uh, on the docket slash uh, post-it note for this today, I want to. Uh, I wanted to go over something like something uh, recovery-related uh, or in the news that I just saw. That's kind of meh. Then I'm going to back it up with something positive that I discovered. Then I'm going to bitch about something that's just uh you know and 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 go on and just kind of ramble on about that but let's get the uh things out of the way in that order okay okay all right um i don't know what this is it makes you wonder you know oh this looks like a legit news site is it i don't think it is um, 
Homeland Preparedness News, the leading source for preparedness and response news. This doesn't seem right. Hang on a second. What the fuck is this? Okay, yeah. Now this, I don't know what the fuck this website is. And uh, this seems like some fly-by-night bullshit that one person's running. However, this article that caught, caught my attention is, this is legit. And um, it's the headline is legislation creating national plan to prevent methamphetamine addiction overdose signed into law. Ah, okay. It says that the legislation introduced to create a national plan to combat the growth of the methamphetamine addiction and overdose crisis was recently signed into law by President Joe Biden. The Methamphetamine Response Act requires the Office of National Drug Control Policy to create and deploy a national strategy to address the rising danger of meth addiction and overdose. The end. Okay, measure provisions include in, include the ONDCP assessing the methamphetamine threat, short and long-term goals, performance measures about the plan's goals, and funding needed to implement the plan. All right. Um, how much funding does one need to come up with a plan. Uh, you know, a strategy, a national response plan that is specific to methamphetamine. Okay, so this is, uh, so we want to do a separate plan um, to um, combat meth from just other things. Which, you know, I guess, is there, an, is there an Opioid Response Act? Let's see. We can Google this, right? Uh, opioid Crisis Response Act. Is that a thing? Of 2018. Oh. Okay, so, so we've had an opioid crisis response act for four years and as you can see that's been doing well well now there's a methamphetamine response act soon we can only hope hopefully next year there will be the white claw response act of 2022 dealing with the rise of hard seltzer um this way, we'll have all these uh, response plans that are set, that have been properly funded, because paper and pen and uh, computers that can run uh, PowerPoint presentations of the plan, and people can show it to each other while their children overdose. That's good. Just to let you know, they're on top of this. The government has our best interests in mind. They've got things going. Whew, man, that hit me. Um, <laughs> like, like it. 
like the uh, you know how have you ever how do I describe this to where like you're like nothing surprises you and yet you can then you know every once in a while you become surprised by something like that something is so meaningless in an already meaningless like a chain of events or a chain of, of actions or inactions and yet something else comes up that just makes you it it took me off guard i i'm i'm just i'm kind of uh in awe of the idea of it's like it's like the whole idea of raising awareness about something without actually tackling that problem just raising the awareness of the emergency without actually do you know doing anything about the emergency um such as you know if you're the building's on fire you gather people around to inform them that fires are a problem as the building burns it's nice to see that this keeps going that this is you know this is what we do so this is a good time to pivot to something that is actually happening that because I have been I have been wondering about this, which is this is about there is a beverage that you can buy in most convenience stores that just says clean on it. And it's clean, you know, herba mate. And on the on the cans and on the ads for this beverage for in the different god awful flavors that uh, that people like I do I do not but you know there some people say that they like herba mate um, the sign says that fifty percent of profits that they that they make go to fighting or go to addiction recovery. But it's all vague, and it doesn't say anything else. But I mean, it's advertising. It's not like it's going to have the whole, you know. Let me tell you a story. Like on the glass of the cooler in the convenience store. Clearly, you're not going to, yeah. But you have to dig for it. And I finally bored one night. Go. You know what? Let me actually look this up because there's a lot of man. There's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of, you know. I just saw the, uh, you know, a couple of dudes were convicted for um like millions of dollars of fraud and addiction recovery in florida south florida of course um you know basically defrauding uh using using it to make money and um and you can you can google it and look like how do they do that uh, they fuck some shit up anyway using people sort of in you know sending them to revolving doors from like detox into treatment and getting credit for it and all this other stuff and that's and uh, fraud so so you hear about things like this so you know so when i hear it's like hey we're gonna give uh you know portions of our profits go to charity or anything like that it tends to you know and then when you look it up 
it's always kind of it's spin. It's you know it's like uh, it's like when you you come across a nonprofit that spends more money on their like board of directors and staff and management. You know everybody you know salary than they do actually helping people. It's that kind of uh, you know so so I tend to be a little skeptical. Uh, some would say pessimistic, but uh, I tend to be a skeptic. So I looked this up. These guys, what they're doing, they're not donating to some randoms like because you never know who they're donating to. You know, they, oh, it goes to charity. Which charities? Oh, it goes to recovery. Which recovery centers? Um, how accredited, you know, how accredited are they? How legit are they? That kind of thing. Well, what these guys are doing is they they have a scholarship program that you can apply for through their website so that if you are uh, in recovery or you're going through recovery and you want to uh, apply for a scholarship, they provide scholarships that pay for that that pays for your rent at sober houses while you're trying to get off, you know, get on, on your feet and, uh, and rebuild your life, which is fucking, which is crazy because, um, cause I was bitching about this to my, to my wife in the, and I, and I, and I legit said, this is before I, I looked them up, but I was talking about this, talking about how, um, what they, you know, what the government needs to do <clears throat> and what, or what companies need to do is set up some kind of program that does this because the hardest part when you get out of rehab is when you go to a sober house and you're looking, you know, and you're looking for a job and you're trying to get employment and, you know, and while sober houses are not great places, you know, cause it's full of uh, drug addicts and, uh, and, bed bugs and it's but it's cheap but it still costs money you don't stay there for free you know it's not like a shelter um but it, i mean it's enough that if you get a part-time job you can still pay pay your rent but it would it helps to have you know the pressure is off of you if you can get that taken care of while you start to build up you know, cash flow and uh, income and start to rebuild your life because you're starting again. It's like starting over. You got nothing. Um, so I was saying that I was like, you know, it'd be great is if they had something, you know, you did this, figured out some kind of, you know, you know, not rely on, you know, that that's what the nonprofits need to do. They need to just, you know, like a scholarship program thing. Well, that's what these fucking guys are doing. That's what they They have this, and I looked it up. Uh, you apply online, and it's got this extensive questionnaire that asks about um, your addiction, um, about how many times have you tried to get clean before, uh, where are you at in your recovery now, um, it, and just like in details, like your story, and and you know, are you, you know, are you currently in a sober house? Are you looking for one? what is the name and address of it, all this other stuff. And you fill all that out and they've given out, 
oh, I don't remember how many. It was like they've given out like thousands of them already, you know, for for a legitimate amount of money. So I can, uh, unless they're lying, and I don't, you know, they don't have to give out anything, but this looks great. So if you like Herba Mate or any of those kind of uh, drinks, if you're a hippie <laughs> or you have hippie tastes, um, then I recommend it because they, they, uh, it, it seems legit and, um, and it's a great idea and I wish more companies would do this. Um, these, um, this company clearly knows the questions that they're asking and what they're doing uh, comes from a place of experience. So I'm thinking somebody high up in there is in recovery because they know what the fuck they're doing. So I, I highly recommend it. Um, if this is the kind of crap that you drink, and a lot of you do, I recommend them. Because, I mean, if you got to waste money on, on an overpriced beverage at a convenience store, you might as well help somebody else out. Know what I mean? All right. And then lastly, and thanks for sticking with me on this. Um, so my wife and I bought a car. We got a loan, we did our due diligence, and we found a really good deal on a used car that's, you know, basically uh, my wife wanted to get a vehicle that was uh, like uh, like less than 10 years old um, under a certain price. And, you know, right now with everything that's going on, it's not a great time to, uh, you know, get car to to buy a car, and from what I understand, it's only going to get worse. So, we found a hell of a deal, and our timing was great because they just so it's like a a a, a car dealership, like a corporate place that has a pre-owned vehicle section and they just acquired it. So from, you know, we ended up test driving it and signing it like three days after they acquired it, you know, bought it off of somebody. Um, and I thought that if you weren't financing it and you had the money that it would make things quicker, it didn't make things quicker. From us arriving at the dealership, to test, you know, and then going through all the process and waiting around because of their, you know, they're being shorthanded. So you have to wait for them to deal with somebody else first and then us. The amount of time it took us to get through, like money in hand, getting a car was the length of the new Batman movie. That's how long we were fucking there. Um, so that was annoying. Also, we had the, the worst salesman just you know this young dude who was like hey i mean he's he's nice but he's you know inept like it i think it's one of those things that uh he got assigned to us uh by a manager who's sympathetic he's like well they're gonna buy this car clearly let me just get uh a, you know a uh 
somebody who can just uh, sit there and smile and and, and know nothing. Um, so that you know, and that that was kind of frustrating. But here's the thing about that: because we jumped on it so quick, the car hadn't gone through service yet, and you know. We had, so we have to wait for the car to go through service. So they have to go through it, do the oil change, check everything. If there are things that need to be replaced, they have to replace them. If they need to order parts, they need to order parts. So there's no telling. So it's like we bought a car, and a week later, we still don't have the fucking car. Also, we weren't getting any kind of communication from you know, the time frame because our salesperson's a dummy. And he's like, oh, I'll let you know when the car goes into the shop. You know, it's, oh, it should be pretty quick. Uh, what does that mean? I called the, uh, and I, I decided to call the service center. And since it's a corporate place, the service center has like phone monkeys. And I spoke to a phone monkey and this phone monkey talked to their service advisor. I don't know what the fuck a service advisor is. Sounds like bullshit. Sounds like a um, a former phone monkey who worked there long enough and got promoted to service advisor. So it's like a second tier phone monkey. So our phone monkey talked to a more experienced phone monkey and found out that the car was has has been in to see service, but now it's a matter of. Um, once they figure out, you know, the ETA, they would call me, which sounds like bullshit. Also, I couldn't, you know, and and shockingly, so so I was about to go in there as of today. Like I recorded this podcast one day later than I was going to. I was going to record it yesterday, but I was like, no, I'm going to go into the service. You know, I'm going to go into the service center and talk to somebody face to face because I, I don't like dealing with salespeople. And I don't like dealing with phone monkeys. I want to talk to the person in the in, in the garage, or at least the manager of the person in the garage, so that I can get answers. So I'm actually going to do that probably beginning of next week. I'm going to give them the rest of the week because our uh, useless salesperson, apparently me calling into the service center and asking questions, that got escalated back to the salesperson and go, hey, you need to call these people back like you said you would. Um, so that they quit contacting us. Um, so that's apparently how you get you get any kind of response is by uh, by annoying somebody else in another department. They let you hear about it, right? So the guy called, and of course he called my wife and left a voicemail message. He didn't call me because he probably thought that my wife would be easier. That would be a mistake because if my wife had picked up the phone, she would have a fucking ton of questions for him. I would have had like two. That's just the way I am. And uh, so he left a voicemail, and the voicemail was like, yeah, uh, it has been in the shop, but um, you know they needed to order some parts, and the parts are on order, and we don't have a, um, an ETA on that, but once we get more information, uh, we'll let you know. Now, here's my problem with that. He made it sound like this is some kind of fancy, weird device and there's some vague parts that need to be replaced, you know, and I'd go into detail, but you wouldn't understand, except that it's not some weird foreign device. It's a fucking car. 
So if there are parts on order, why don't you tell me what the parts are? I know what a fucking alternator is. I, you know, I know, you know, oh, no, you understand it's a sensor that uh, controls uh, airflow. Okay, then say that. Don't get vague with me. You don't need to cover anything up. It's like, I hate vague, mediocre news than specific bad news. I'd rather have the, that's why, that's why you got to talk to somebody and, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking warehouse manager. I'm the warehouse. And I know what sale, we have a salesperson, right? Our sales and marketing person. And I know the difference between what they tell the customers who are planning their events and stuff and their wedding. Oh, we can do all this. And then you get back to the warehouse and then that's the reality. The reality is what the fuck can we do? They need to wait. I've got all this other work to do. There, that's the reality versus the spin. Of, oh, let me sell this and make sure, you know, I got to make the company money. It's a very essential part. I get that sales is very essential, but that's not where you get truth. Truth is in the back, talking to someone sweating and doing all the fucking work. That's who I want to talk to. I want to talk to the people in the back who know what's going on. I don't want spin and I don't want some phone monkey. I don't want somebody who's not even there, you know, because I know the person who answered the phone wasn't at that center. It's a mile from my house. They're probably somewhere else and they answer for all service calls across the country for that particular, you know, corporation, Nissan, for Nissan. I didn't even buy a Nissan car. It's just, you know, but, you know, now I'm speaking to Nissan phone monkeys about a, uh, a car that's not an, even a, a goddamn Nissan. So, so that's what I'm going to do on Monday because that's just that just irritates me. So I was going to go into it, and I just had to bitch out because that's the thing that's that's funny to me is that, uh, and this is something I need to work on because you know my wife's really good about like I said she would answer all the questions. She's got a ton of questions. She'll, you know, she's got it mapped out and you know well i need to know this i need to know this i need to know this well here's the problem with me uh you know i'll have two questions and i'm like okay that seems fine and let it go and then you know later if i'm talking to my wife then i go oh yeah that would have been a good question i i'm either that i'm either on one end like uh just need the the tiniest bit of information and I'm good and that's cool and I'm easygoing or I'm all the way on the other end where I will fucking show up to your work and yell at you in your face <laughs> not yell but uh, speak sternly um, with biting sarcasm um, also probably a little bit of talking down to you if you're if you bullshit me like i go zero to a hundred and i need to find that nice rational middle where it's like look i've got questions here it is and um this is what you need to do for me and that's what i need to work on it's the it's the all or nothing kind of a deal i i'm i'm either one side or the other um and i realize that a lot of things that I'm like, ooh, super easygoing or super not. It's <laughs> why I'm a, a terrible uh, haggler. I don't deal with um, people 
on either end. I don't deal with the, uh, well, let me talk to my manager or we can lower the price or, and, you know, or, or this is the price of that. Oh, how about $50? Well, look, if I wanted $50, I'd write 50. Well, I don't know. I just think it's a little high. Well, then I think you should go fuck yourself because I don't want to sell it to you. That's the whole thing. And I'm like, hey, I'm easygoing. But then you start haggling. And then I don't want to sell it to you out of spite because I'm offended by your haggling. And I know that there are people who do that because like, that's how you save money. Well, that's how you piss me off. And I don't, I'd, rather, I'd rather keep this the rest of my life and die without your $50 and have this thing clutter up you know, my living space for the rest of my life just because fuck you. That's who I am. That's how much I hate haggling. That's how much I hate, uh, you know, trying to discuss something. I'm just like, look, just let's straight up do something. Uh, and I don't like this. Co- and that's the one thing about dealing with a corporation is I don't like this whole spin. It's like, oh, it's my, you know, I spoke to my advisor. What are you in school? What is a service advisor? Is that your manager? Or is this a separate, what is it, a consultant? How about this, phone monkey? Who's in charge of you? Let me talk to them. Is it your service advisor? Do they not say manager? Is this some kind of spin? How do you get truth out of spin? You can't. That's why you got to go to somebody in their face. You got to get there. That's why, you know, I will go down there in the next week. And I will tell you about it next week. Yeah, the next episode, I will let you know. Uh, actually, or yeah, you know, or you'll just hear me go. Yeah, it was uneventful. I had a nice chat, and uh, we're waiting on parts to get there. Um, but I just yeah, I'm I I just want to go there and go. Look, I'm not upset yet. I'm not demanding the car because that's the thing. I want them to fix the car. I don't want them to go. Well, this guy wants it right away. Let's give it to him. Uh, missing, you know, sans essential parts that are on order. Uh, no, I just want, uh, you know, just tell me the name of the parts. Just uh, don't bullshit me. That seems reasonable, right? Right. Anyway, that's what I got going on. I appreciate you uh, guys uh, listening to me. It's uh, stillsilverpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments, positive to neutral. And we will see you next week. Later. Disconnect the telephone.